Hi guys, welcome back to Three Vice Men podcast. Uh, back with a new series this week. I think we can call that that. Uh, so we have our traditional Meet the Brewer episodes, which have been going well, and I think we're going to call this Tricks of the Trade. Yeah, Tricks of or the me- Trade. Yeah, yeah. And then wow. this is my this is like a crossover episode because it's Meet the Bruiser. Ooh. Oh, wow. Well, I'm I'm joined as always uh, by two guys who, by unan- unanimous decision, uh, I was told I could be in a fight by some Danish girls on a train. Uh, Matt, Tom, how are we doing? Um, I'm doing good. I'm recovering. Still recovering from that burn from them. Yeah. Um, obviously, eighteen group of eighteen year old Danish girls, and like, yeah, no. He'd definitely win in a fight. So uh, yeah, I think I was uh, I was chilling at an eight out of ten. You put me down to a, probably about six out of ten with that burn. I think. Well, <laughs> I hope I can uh, climb back up uh, throughout the episode. Uh, we'll have to get back into uh, enjoying ourselves then. Uh, we've got this week Lewis and Ollie from from Bruiser, a brand new subscription service. Which I'm sure they're going to be able to tell us a bit more about. But first, I think we should probably uh, kick off by wetting the whistle. So we've all got three different breweries, or we've got all got different breweries um, who've sent us a box over. Matt, what, what are you kicking off with? So today I'm kicking off with uh, Boxcar, uh, Infinite Flags. Uh, it's just a little pale ale. Um, they brewed with Nelson Sovon and Azaka Hops uh, coming in at 5.6%. Yeah, looking forward to it. Got a nice little can design. Don, what about yourself? Um, so it's a brewery that over lockdown i grew to i grew to love um so i've gone with i've gone with pentridge for my box selection and uh, i've got downhill jam which is little fruited sour five and a half percent raspberry and peach um Very to nice. be honest i just had a lot of their pale stuff so it's going to be nice to jump in some of their some of their other styles and I, i'm kicking off with the qpa from quantock which again i've not come across before but i've heard good things uh lewis ollie i've realized not really let you talk yet um since we started recording uh thanks for joining us uh before we crack too far into it, what are you guys on tonight? Um, I'm dr- I'm sampling the couple of Three Hills beer. Um, I've got the is it the Hedron, mm, the little cheeky nice. Nipa, um by them at the moment, and it's yeah, tasting delicious. I've I've been tucking away through my Three Hills box over the last couple of days, and every single beer that I've had from those guys has been phenomenal. So super stoked to be working yeah. with them too. Obviously, friends of the pod, friends of the pod, friends of the pod. And Lewis, what, what are you cracking into tonight? I'm on the Little Monster, starting off with uh, Monarchy, which is uh, the IPA, six and a half percent. Lovely so far, yeah. Mm. And as has been the rest of their box, when it's um, about fifth, this fifth beer out of the eight, I think. I've failed to find one that I even slightly dislike so far. So yeah. That's, All good. Not, that's not a bad review. So for those who haven't heard of Bruiser before, they might have been able to put a few things together here that we're all drinking different beer and we're talking about boxes. Can you kind of uh, jump in and sort of fill in the gaps for everyone? Yeah, we can do that. First off, you say tricks of the trade. No tricks here. It's, uh, only, <laughs> only treats. It's Halloween when we're recording as well. Exactly. But no, yeah, Bruiser, uh, you said it before, James, it's a brand new subscription service. In a nutshell, the idea is you every month you get to choose a different brewery. You can choose uh, two or three in a month if you're feeling particularly thirsty. And what happens is that brewery will curate you a box of their their range of beers, including their latest specials and releases. And 
also their cores and send it direct to you straight from their cold store to your front door is what we like to say and it's 38 pound a month 38 pound a box i should say really um and it's super flexible and customizable with over 80 of the uk's best independents now on board yeah i must say i was very impressed by the list because obviously you sent us a list of who's got on board and literally if there's a brewery in the uk that you can name they're probably going to be on there <laughs> so it makes it makes the decision of the initial box very difficult but i think that's yeah. the thing that's yeah. great about it there might be a few people where maybe they don't have a web shop already or maybe you've wanted to try them but haven't quite found the moment and then like i feel like you guys plug plug the gap there absolutely we've got an answer for that as well if you've been an adventurist we can choose a brewery for you oh wow so we can take we can take the hard work out of it also and uh, send you guys a dis- discovery box as well so is it an algorithm like netflix's do you uh can you work out what you think we'll like from the past orders and then kind of try and direct us or is it just like a now uh, these guys are smashing it at the moment try a bit of them we've got a big darts board on the wall and we're just gonna <laughs> and, uh, that's what you get <laughs> that's the perfect way to do it so how are how are things with you guys because i mean we're getting close must be getting close to launch now yeah so we we don't have haven't released an official date yet obviously we're still uh, still working on that but uh targeting mid-november we're on track for that as well so uh at the moment as you can imagine it's like all hands on deck and busy 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 getting everything uh ready to ready to launch so we will be releasing the the official launch date very soon coming up. Um, but lips are a little bit sealed at the moment as we have going to the final testing stage. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to sort of pull or say say a date too early and then and then have to go backwards while people are waiting for for a nice box to come their way. This is it. Yeah, we want it to be a hundred percent as we had as we sort of dreamt it and want all the boxes ticks basically. So if we can take a step back. Where did Bruiser begin? Like, what was the start of the journey with Bruiser? When did you decide this was this was something you wanted to wanted to jump into and obviously develop a business out of? It all started with a, a pub, actually. As all good stories do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very similar to a lot of the breweries we get on, actually. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, we're, uh, I was basically looking at taking over a over a pub in rural Wales and. Um, Kind of got in touch with an old school friend of mine and asked him to give me a hand, uh, sort of getting a getting a business side together on it. Yeah, we were looking at the pub and then we kind of thought, hey, why not have a brewery at this pub? And then that escalated into why not just have our brewery at a very special site? So it, it turned into a brewery, but um, in the middle of a pandemic, it was just like way too much of a risk, and we had really big ambitions for it as well. So we knew we worked together as a as a good team so um we wanted to keep the ball rolling and craft beer is an industry i've worked in for a very long time and we all have uh, known and grown to love it as well so yeah the brewery the brewery unfortunately it might it might be in the pipework still for later down the line maybe one day um but yeah we kind of had to put that to the side and we basically started subscribing to different craft beer subscriptions there's a lot of decent ones out there and we thought we kind of came up with the idea of Bruiser and wanted to give a little bit more flexibility and um, optionality to the customer. So yeah, came up with Bruiser and thought, right, let's let's roll with this and give it a go. <laughs> I guess that is probably the biggest differentiator. I can't think of a, another subscription service to mind that they don't touch the beer. So you're kind of getting, you know, 
what they think is a, a nicely curated box, which which might be for you, that might be what you like, but also you do have that kind of nagging feeling in the back of your mind of, have I just got what the other breweries couldn't shift? And uh, what was sort of sitting around and, and maybe not the freshest. And also, I guess they're also trying to hit a um, a price point where I think one of the, the beauties, and we've noticed that we've, we've had different numbers of beers, is it's kind of whatever that brewery's got in that adds up to uh, or not doesn't add up to a total but fits within the value range yeah i was going to ask is you know is that do you leave that to the brewery then do you say there's no cap on the amount of beers you can send out to that customer if you want to send 12 you send 12 if you're feeling really generous or if you want to send six you send six is there is that up to the brewer or the brewery it is yeah we've got some you know every brewery on there it's in their best interest to provide a box that's of good value um there's there's no point in being on bruiser as an option if um you know that you can get their beer a lot cheaper elsewhere or the, the same amount of beer elsewhere cheaper and also for them you know they're they want to genuinely showcase their latest and greatest that's exactly what we wanted to achieve with with bruiser was to take it out of our hands as such and and give them the power and let them do what they do best all we're doing really is just connecting them to a bigger market particularly the smaller breweries that struggle to ship their beer you know further than 20 miles down the road we can connect people in scotland with breweries in Cornwall and that's a really cool concept I think so yeah the the value thing is completely up to them but it's in their best interest to pack, pack a box that's of good value and I think like the three boxes you guys have got tonight they're not specials they are genuinely what bruiser boxes would be for for this month and I think judging by your actions at the start you know I think they're pretty good value right yeah well I think that's probably yeah. a, a good time to jump into them so Dom you've got the Pentridge box um yep, I do so how many beers were in the box so there were eight beers in my box um and it was a very good like mix of styles as well so i had a cherry sour a galaxy and citra ipa a raspberry and peach sour that i'm drinking now i've got a belgian wit i had a nice little lager thrown in there just to like cleanse the palate obviously um i had their birthday imperial stout which obviously pretty big pull if you don't mind yeah. saying. um and then <laughs> that's i had that's a shiny <laughs> yeah that's a shiny definitely that's like charizard <laughs> level maybe um and then i had two <laughs> imperial ipas just to round the box off and I think that's the beauty of this because I did get a mix of everything because it's very easy to be like, oh, I just want everything below 4% or everything, everything like this or everything like this. Um, but I think if you're just genuinely interested in what a brewery can produce or what a brewery has produced, I think this was quite a nice way, nice way of doing it. And just the excitement. I had no idea what was going to be in this box. All I did was pick a brewery. I, I, I got that as well. I was like, yeah, yeah. I, I was like, it feels like a weighty box. And then, then every beer I picked out, I was like, <laughs> oh, didn't know they've done this. So I think it's just a fun way of, like I say, I do, I, I like Pentrick. I like Pentrick, had their beers before and been really impressed. But this was a nice way to just put it all together and make it super accessible for me. Matt, yeah. what did Boxcar have it in? Because I know Boxcar is one of those that like, they do everything as well. Yeah, Boxcar, um, yeah, a brewery that I found out about over the lockdown. Um, and yeah, I was really excited to, to get this box. They had eight beers as well. Pretty similar uh, styles. Uh, there's a few pale ales. Uh, and I think maybe two or three uh, dippers in there as well, but showcasing a really wide range of hops. It was like a, you know, a mosaic um, dipper, which is my second beer. And then there's a you cannot uh, dipper as well. There's a few like different pale ales, uh, some hazy ones. There's a Centennial IPA as well. And I know um, Boxcar, have, they've got a little thing for English Mild as well. Yeah. It wasn't one in the box, but um, I wasn't too disappointed with the... 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Got to come back next month. <laughs> um, but you know, books I smash out really nice. Um, you know, hazy pails, and I can't wait to to try all of them. Uh, Curtis, what about yourself? So, yeah, it's Quantock. I I say I it was we had the long list, and we kind of thought I like a lot of the breweries on there. I, I yeah, quite a few of them friends on the pod. Uh, quite a few that I'd, I've tried a lot of and liked, but I thought, no, I've got this selection in front of me. I need to go for someone I've not had any before. Hopefully I've heard good things. But then I thought, well, if I haven't heard of them, that's even better than just hearing good things. So I, I did a couple of Googles on some of the names that piqued my interest. Quantock, apparently they, they got an award for a beer recently. They came second in the Alpha King competition uh with one that i'm gonna drink later so let's have a bit of that very quick delivery i had 10 beers not to show off but yeah two more than you guys so it was clearly a good pick by me and two snacks uh which i'm not tasting tonight but i'm sure will be good and yeah nice mix lots of pails uh one sour no stats but i think that's probably a specialism of of theirs lewis ollie is that kind of from what you've the boxes you've got from the breweries is that fairly representative it's just a bit of a showcase more than anything 100 percent, yeah yeah each each box is different we've obviously got uh certain breweries on there that are well so if you really like your sours you can go to pastore for example yeah. and, you, and you can select a range of beers from them as well so we have got breweries on there that yeah are, are known for certain styles etc mm. yeah there's there's just been an amazing range from every every box i've had and just one quick thing on quantock as well they actually kind of reached out to us when we were nearing the capacity on the platform with our launch partners. And um, I, t- I told him pretty much of capacity now. He said, don't worry about it. I'll send you a box of beer for you to taste anyway. And I cracked open my first can and I was like, oh my God. Get them in. Guys, Sign them up. Come on. Get them in. <laughs> we, we squeezed them on. We found a place for them and uh, really happy as well to be working. Great. Well, I'm glad I, glad I picked that then. It's sounding like more and more of a good choice every minute. <laughs> but on the um on the like the quantity thing as well you know it's a bit uncomfortable i think for people to be giving their money away and not really knowing exactly what they're what they're getting mm. so we've tried to we've tried to mitigate that a little bit by when you when you go onto a brewery's profile uh on the site you'll be able to see what a box typically contains in terms of volume oh, and you'll nice. be able to see photos of past boxes that they've put through bruiser as well um, so although you might not know exactly what's going to be in the box this month, which is exciting for most people, I think, mm. um, you'll be able to see the kind of pattern that they tend to tend to put out. So you'll be able to see, for example, Pentrich puts out eight cans typically with a full mix of their, their beers. And so you can make a, a, a you know better informed decision uh, from that information. Yeah, and definitely. is there going to be kind of reviews that people can leave of the boxes they've had? Or is that may, be... maybe a future update? Yes, it's a bit of both. So right from the start, you'll be able to uh, provide feedback to us for kind of the service and site element and also directly to the brewery for the the beers specifically, because that's really all they're kind of responsible for. We don't intend at the very start to show that feedback um, just because we don't know how many people we're going to have on the platform um, and we don't want breweries being unfairly judged. You know, there's there's a lot of debate around rating systems these days with beer it's a very subjective thing and so we're going to just see how it goes i think we're going to keep an eye on the feedback that's coming in and make a decision down the line when whether or not we're going to sort of show it and and how we're going to do that. that that does sound sensible yeah 
yeah, I definitely think just showing previous ones is probably going to be the best way of doing it because it's always like if you see this mystery pack, it's like, well, what did the last person have in their mystery? You know, if it's all exactly. like Carlin, then probably probably not going to go for it. But you know, when it's like you probably, sh- you probably shouldn't have picked Carling as a brewery to start with. Them. I think I think that was on you. Uh, yeah, to be fair, that is, that is me out of that. Yeah. Um, so one question we've had come up a few times is someone might say, for example, I really don't like sours. Is there any way? For example, if they picked a brewery that they could put that in like a, as an option just to make sure they don't get sours or would you guys just help steer them towards a different brewery? So, yeah, for, for the start, we have plenty of breweries on board that certain ones are known for just making amazing IPAs and, and whatnot like that. Um, and to begin with, every brewery is going to be having one box available on the platform. To keep things simple to begin with, obviously, make sure everything's working tickety-boo but um soon and when uh, when the platform's ready and when all the breweries are ready you will be able to upload more than one product on there okay so a brewery could upload just a sours box just a ipa box just a stout box if they wanted to they could even upload a five liter keg and a couple of cans oh wow so there could potentially be an incredible range of choice and products um I'm on there as well. Yeah. And from the start, what you'll be able to see uh, alongside the previous box photos is, is what that brewery is known for. So if they've if they've put on there, they're known for sours, like Pastore, you're probably not going to choose them if you don't like sours. Um, you're going to choose a brewery that's known for IPAs, lagers, whatever. We'll always be available for help. Um, but one thing that we love about Bruiser is we kind of want people to get out of their comfort zone a little bit. So, you know, going and choosing a brewery like you've done James on you know a brewery you haven't heard of before haven't tried their beers didn't know what you're going to get and you know you might find a sour that you like if you're if you're being a bit adventurous and and whatnot you know the 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 thing is and I think you said it earlier on Dom that these breweries get to showcase their full range here that they're really proud of it right so even if you don't particularly like sours then I think there's some enjoyment in like sort of seeing what a different brewery has produced in in that sour context so yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a really good way to discover new beers, new styles. Yeah, I, definitely. I, I think that works really well for our uh, our trademark question when we have breweries on. Of, if you don't have to worry about selling it, what would you brew? And it sounds like yeah, yeah. they they can just <laughs> brew the beer they think is the nicest without having to worry about people sort of judging the label. I think the way I've learned to drink beer a lot now these days as well is get a few friends round, and when I've had sort of bruiser boxes or selection boxes delivered as well sharing out the cans between everybody so we'll have a range of i don't know eight ten cans from one brewery or something and we'll just share them out and taste them together and it's great because it's it's that community feeling where you know beer is born anyway and and yeah you just get to talk about about the different styles and see what different people like and stuff yeah it's great don't and you don't end up as drunk as well and with regret in the morning. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. It depends how many bruiser boxes you go through. If you're bringing yours. It. There's a beer you look at and you're like, uh, not too sure about this. You can just split it. So you just have to have less of it. And then that's like <laughs> a win On the flip side, if you find one you love, you've got to split it with yeah. three other people. It's oh, really no. annoying. Yeah, you, you, you hide that one. You're like, oh no, there are only seven in this box. Only seven. We had a, uh, a birthday cake liqueur at the weekend that we were at McKellar beer celebration and it was I was very happy it was a small pour yeah it was, it was, like it was good to try cent. but it was yeah it's like fondant icing yeah it was the sweetest it thing like you've ever tasted. Icing. Yeah, yeah we had a 50 mil pour of it and that was too much 
between us. Really? Yeah, between three of us. <laughs> that sounds like a great transition to some of the festivals. And I think we, yeah, we're probably not alone in seeing you guys out at some of the festivals this, this year and this summer. How have you found that getting out and kind of spreading the gospel as it were? Absolutely phenomenal. So much fun. I think, was it Bigfoot where I first met yeah, you Yeah, Bigfoot, I think. Yeah, yeah. that was and that, that was kind of the first festival of the year out of the out of the pandemic as well, wasn't it? And uh, I mean, for the for the most part of these festivals this year, we've been building relationships with breweries and and meeting breweries and stuff like that. But it's it's just such an awesome way to meet people in this industry, isn't it? And yeah. so much fun. I mean, this whole industry is fun and uh, very enjoyable to work in as well. So yeah, more festivals, please. <laughs> <laughs> And I think with the, was it the Riverside Festival? Did you guys yeah. sponsor that or were you just in partner with them? Because I, I saw your bits being like handed out whilst we were there. You saw our bits? I hope not, Dom. Oh, <laughs> oh, that, 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 that was in the we after party. That one, Dom. God damn it. <laughs> that was after party. Ollie, we left it for one day there. <laughs> He's falling to me so he was sat on his own. He didn't know what to do. <laughs> oh, you guys took me under your wing that day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, how, how how did how did that come about was that did like you approach them or did they approach you or was it just like a mutual and, and we should we should probably clarify it was just some marketing material rather than uh, any indecent images <laughs> yeah before anyone gets <laughs> the wrong idea about their guerrilla marketing campaign <laughs> no we um i think uh i saw mike from uh brewed by numbers at london craft beer fest and we were just chatting about you know how to get the word out there a bit more and they were in the process of setting up Riverside and yeah he offered it for us to come along and and you know use the opportunity to to get some marketing materials out there which was super nice of him and um we basically put a load of cards and glasses for people to look at with a, a QR code on but yeah more than that you know the the value in these things for us is just going and chatting to people and getting opinions and yeah getting the name out there that way I think it's we've always wanted to have a physical presence at these things um I think it's like we would want to engage directly with people, um, both breweries and craft beer drinkers as well, because we get a lot out of it. And I think it it's a good thing, you know, for the bruiser name to see us that we're we're actually real people and that we're we're out there doing what everyone yeah. else is doing. Yeah, well, I think Riverside as well was such a good festival for chatting to people. Oh, there so was... good. I don't know if it's just the session that I went to, but I had so much time chatting to people. We made some very valuable friends there, though, didn't we? Yeah. Their, uh, their site there as well is just awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's such a nice spot, isn't it? I mean, I wish it was a nicer yeah. day when we were there, but, you know. You you, so you were there on the Friday, I take it then, guys? Yes. Yeah, we were there yeah. Friday at the, is it an afternoon session? We were literally and... the first session. Yeah. yeah. So the first okay. Friday <laughs> session. Um, the Saturday obviously... was a lot sunnier. It was nice. Yeah. Um, Fuming. That is, that's it. <laughs> so you say you've got 80 breweries now how many of those were locked down before the festival season or how much of it was like organically from the festivals where breweries would come up to you or you would go up to them that's a really good question actually dom and it was yeah it's a hard one there's a lot of them we reached out to and and spoke to prior to going to the festivals. Some we met there. It was a it was a good mix, to be honest. Is is uh, it's a bit of a difficult one to say. Obviously, now our name's getting out there a bit more. We're having a lot of breweries approach us as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is awesome, and we honestly love speaking to all these breweries too, and kind of and hearing their stories and stuff. And to be honest, I'm 
would love to work with every single one of them. Um, for the moment, uh, at launch, obviously, we've had to put a little bit of a cap on it just so we can get things set up on our side with logistics yeah. and saying yeah. profiles, etc. But yeah, no, it, it, it's great. And we're you know, super, super happy that um, we've had certain breweries come to us as well. And we've still got a few more to announce. And uh, I'm sure you'll be pleasantly surprised as well. Some exciting oh, ones. It sounds like some heavy hitters coming in late. I, I love it. Before, you, when you were coming up with this idea, did you have like a list of breweries that you were like, okay, if we've hit these ten, then we've made it, or something? Was there like a list of breweries that you definitely wanted to have on there, and have you got them? Yes and no. Like I think the we 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 had a we had our favourite breweries, the ones that we we drink and that we love and know, uh, and also our local ones. You know, I, I'm close to. Drop Project, Gypsy Hill, Mondo, down here in London. So I was really keen to get them on board. And Ollie's in mid Wales, so getting Wilderness on was was big for, for us. And, you know, I think, like, there were a few, but what we really wanted was the the diversity in the range. We wanted breweries on we'd never heard of before. We wanted ones that were just kind of two guys on the side of a pub brewing beer. Like, yeah. we wanted that. We wanted the the big names to attract more people and, you know, get those yeah. uh, slightly interested in craft beer that don't know too much about it. I think, like, that variety is really what we were hunting. And the the more that came in, the more that took shape, uh, the happier we were, you know. There were a few big wins in there that we kind of, like, really happy with. But overall, yeah, it was that diversity and variety that we were really, uh, really happy with. Yeah. And is there a fairly even geographical spread now? Or is it kind of pretty London heavy or, or just just all over and we've got a we've got a very good spread from across the UK uh, for sure I, th- I think there's there's certain pockets in the UK isn't there where there's just a whole load of amazing breweries yeah. like yeah. You know, Manchester Newcastle London obviously but yeah we've got we've got a really good spread right down from Cornwall all the way up to Aberdeen and um and everywhere else in between as well. I'm a little yeah. bit gutted you said that because I was going to suggest the map and be really smug as a, a nice idea. But uh, you've, already, you've <laughs> already got it. So, I mean, like talking about the map, like the fact that Wilderness are in there. I mean, for example, they're just a brewery that like I've seen a lot of and they they have a few beers up and, you know, they do like they do their thing in, the, in mid Wales. And the fact that you're kind of giving them the platform to kind of reach a wider wider audience i think that's kind of what's quite special about you guys the fact that you can kind of give these smaller breweries or ones that might not have as much exposure even just reading down a list the fact you have the opportunity to pick every month i think we pick we touched upon moving out of your comfort zone i think you might just like curtis has done with quantock i think you might pick some of those breweries and that's only going to help them grow I'd I'd be really interested to see some of the data that you'll get after a few months of are people going for stuff close to them? Are they going further away? Are there are there certain breweries that people will have delivered a long way for, or is it is it staying local? And I I, I don't know. You probably won't publish that, but it'd be really interesting to look at. We're really excited to see it as well, and like I'm I'm personally really excited to see yeah whether whether the kind of small breweries get the same traffic because that that's what we've really tried to achieve with the with the platform is when you get on there hopefully you'll see that there's there's nothing that really draws you to the bigger names it's all extremely it's a, it's a level playing field which is what we wanted to create the hope for us is that people get on there and they do get out of their comfort zone they go for names they haven't heard of before and you you know all the brewery profiles have been written by the breweries we haven't done any of that so it really is it's, it's their chance to showcase themselves and, and what they're producing and one of the first breweries that i met in person for this was crafty devil in uh in 
in Cardiff. Adam from Adam from Crafty Devil was he, he was dead keen from the start, and he kind of put this out there. He was like, "This is a great opportunity for us, providing it is a level playing field," and that's what we really tried to to. Well, I yeah. think we should probably take this opportunity to showcase the beers we're drinking at the moment, and and give a little bit of words before we move on to another beer and, and some more chat about about Bruiser. Lewis, do you want to sort of go forwards? I, sorry, I realise you've just taken a sip as I've said that, but how, how is it? It's a lovely beer. Yeah, really, really nice. It's a hop combination I've never had before, which is the Betty, Nelson and Machuca. Yes, and uh, it's 6.5%, but it really feels like 4%, um, which is a bit dangerous, but <laughs> nice hazy colour. It's got better and better as I've drunk it, um, but it's got a really nice, it's not too fruity. It's got some kind of, even though citrus not in there, it's got a, a, a little bit of a citrus flavour, but it's it's rounded off really nicely. And towards the end, it kind of has a very soft, bitter feel to it. It's a lovely, lovely beer. Really enjoying it. Yeah, fantastic. I, I love the uh, those kind of unusual hop combinations. I've got another unusual hop combination of Citra Mosaic, which I, I might have had a few times before, but the, the QPA from Quantock, it's... Um, it's a good example, actually. It's uh, got a little bit more sort of malt profile than you might expect from some of these really hazy pails. But uh, yeah, I'm glad that uh, I could be able to go back to these guys in the future. Ollie, how's, how's your drink? Yeah, delicious. Um, I've sneakily uh, moved on to my next one. But I'll... <laughs> All right, <laughs> well, that's okay. We, we've already drunk the Hadrian Three Hills on the pot, so uh, we, we know it's a decent beer. It, no, it is great, and it's uh, yeah, it's got a trio of hops in there. It's got the Cryo Eldorado, Cryo Citra, and Cryo Mosaic. Um, it's juicy, it's delicious, it's got body, it's any, everything you should expect from an Ypres and more. What percent is it? Is a good question. It's I'm not even too sure. What, it's, yeah, it's Dom, uh, how's the Pentridge sipping? Yeah, I mean, a fruited sour is exactly what I needed at this point in the evening, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, you give me a sour with raspberry in and I'm yours. Um, it was just like, it was quite nice to taste Pentridge out of their comfort zone, I want to say. Like tasting them doing something a little bit different. It's not something I necessarily would have chosen from them. And I think that's why it's quite nice drinking it now, because it was delicious. And it's something that I would have just overlooked. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's super light. And yeah, it's just going down far too easily. And Matt, the boxcar? Yeah, boxcar is, is boxcar is going down really well. It's definitely get like the tropical fruits that you associate with boxcar, but the, the Nelson Sovern, it definitely adds a little bit of the let me dry white wine character right at the end. Not too much, not too neat to, to put you off, but it's definitely lingering there. But it's uh, it's stores in for the next sip. It's uh, it's going down a treat. Fantastic. Well, we'll be back with a bit more beer chat about all things bruiser after this lovely jingle dom they drink beer so much beer all of the different types of beer they drink beer lots of beer it's beer uh, welcome back to part two of the Three Vice Men podcast. This week we're we're here with Bruiser. I hopefully you enjoyed that jingle. In the break, we made the decision that we're going to release it and aim for Christmas number one. So uh, look out for that in the future. In the first half, we kind of got to new, know the Bruiser concept a little bit and uh, what was on offer. I think this half we're going to try and get to know the people a little bit more. But first, as always, we need to get some new beer downers. I'm going to start off because I've got the second place Alpha King beer from 2021 in my hands right now it's from Quantock Brewing it's unclear pro- progression and it's a New England IPA that sits a very very sessionable 6.3% have I showed that I've got a 
alcohol problem there i don't know <laughs> sessionable 6.3 smells amazing and i can't wait to tuck into this matt boxcar what delights from them have you got delights are mosaic meditate meditations just yeah mosaic dipper sounds like it's got a whole lot of mosaic in it to be fair on the back of the can it says fully saturated with the hop double whirlpool edition and a huge dry hop of normal and cryo pellets uh so yeah a huge mosaic hit uh, i'm looking forward to it uh don what about yourself so i've got a beer that is very much unlike sad football under Oli Gunnar Solskjaer is everything is temporary and this is a <laughs> LL from Pentridge obviously again and it's brewed with Galaxy and Citra as soon as I cracked it I knew this was going to be an absolute worldie and on first sniff and first sips it's living up to the hype much unlike Oli Gunnar Solskjaer's management and Man United um Lewis and is, you, is it I'm assuming I'm assuming uh Dom that beer is not bitter like you are no absolutely not and <laughs> The only thing I'm hoping is he might have been sacked by the time this has come out. So. <laughs> uh, Lewis, what are you tucking into this half? Uh, I've moved on to a dipper from Little Monster called Lucha Lucha. And I'd say dippers are kind of my sweet spot. I absolutely love those big hop hop profiles in them. Um, it's 8%. It, the, what I'm getting from it, actually, the first few sips I've had, it, it goes somewhere between Orangina and Fanta Fruit Twist. Uh, it kind of sits in the middle of that for me but it's yeah delightful and I'm drinking it way too fast for an 8% beer um, so I'll, I'll slow down and Ollie you gave us a little tempt of uh, what you'd sort of moved on to uh, in that one have you finished that beer and moved on to another one or are you still still there <laughs> I'm still I'm slowly sipping this one um, yeah I've got the spirit of nature mixed fermentation beer the yuzu fruited sour oh, nice. by three hills once again yeah. Uh, this one comes in a bottle. It's six percent. Tastes it's a taste of nature, to be honest, <laughs> and with a nice, like, subtle dry, dry finish at the end of it as well. It's yeah, it's well rounded and it's slipping down very well indeed. I, I think that's something we should maybe just highlight as well because Spirit of Nature from Three Hills is like it is quite a special series. It's not like these are the brews they just knock out every single week. This is quite a thing. So for that to be in what... So that's the sort of thing you can expect in a box. And Definitely. the fact you can get those specials, I think, is quite special. Yeah. <laughs> I see I see what you did there, Dom. I think that's another cool thing with Three Hills. Obviously, we've had them on the pod. But they've got, you know, lovely series of the small steps in pursuit of juice with the kind of three steps up of sort of New England pails. And I think getting three of those in a box that you can then go back to back on. I think it is a, a really interesting concept that you might not, if you're picking them out of the bottle shop, go, oh, I'm going to get all of these. Yeah, a real showcase as well of what Three Hills are, can do with, you know, three different percentage of beers. Okay, so we, we did tease at the end of uh, or end of last half, being near this half, we're going to sort of dive into you guys a little bit more if we didn't already do that at Riverside. Ollie, you mentioned in the first half that you, you had a bit of a background in the industry. Can you go into that a little bit for us? Yeah, absolutely. So, um yeah, growing up on the, the border towns of England and Wales, there was a little pub in my village that got taken over by an Aussie guy and his family. And they set up a, a little microbrewery. And for, when was this? This was like back in 2007, 2000, but maybe even before then, I think, actually. Yeah, probably. I can't, I can't remember how old I am myself now these days. But, um, so so we set up a little microbrewery pub down there and um, I used to go there with my parents, Niels and whatnot. And one day I just needed a bit of an extra, extra pocket money. So I asked for a job, got very friendly with them and he said, yeah, sure, you can, you can clean all the tanks where I can't fit into. And uh, 
It wasn't child labor, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> it was a passion. But um, yeah, so it start, started off there really like, you know, just starting to understand beer, not necessarily drinking it. And um, yeah, washing out casks, washing out tanks. And he used to walk me through the whole process like that as well. And then, yeah, went over to France when I was 16 and worked in some bars and pubs out there. And then when I returned, um, this brewery had expanded and they had moved on from the pub to uh, an old sort of rundown chicken shed. And um, so we set up a set up a brewery in there. So yeah, I came back, knocked on the door when I was 17 years old and said, hey, can I have my job back? And he was like, yeah, sure. So it was a, it was a family run independent business. I was the first one employed out of the family. They were really great. And they trained me up within every role within that, within that business um, pretty quickly as well. So they got me brewing, brewing beer almost straight away. I did that for about four years. As I say, I, I don't have um, a lot of experience brewing on the craft side of things, but real ale was was the thing back then. Um, so did the whole brew lab course up in Sutherland <laughs> and um, yeah, did, did that for a number of years and it was great. And as we grew bigger as well, I got to hire my friends. And as you can imagine, a load of you and your buddies at the age of sort of 18, 19, 20, working for a brewery. Um, the, lock, the lock-ins that we used to have down there and stuff were just phenomenal. I uh, I kind of messed my back up a little bit, and then I got into the sales side of things, which was, again, more experience and just getting to tour around the county, drinking in local pubs and chatting with people was was awesome mm. and then flew out to Canada and that's where I really just fell in love with craft beer because I was managing a, a craft beer bar slash music venue out there nice. and so, some of the Canadian beers were just just absolutely blew my mind so I remember the bar that we were running we had I think it was maybe 12 or 14 taps on we always used to have an IPA and a sour on and it was when sour IPAs weren't really a thing back there but our bar became very well known for mixing the two together. So people would come down and uh, we'd always have a sour on tap six and an IPA on tap nine. So people would come down <laughs> <up> from 69. <laughs> yeah. and, and was that how that sort of trend started or people actually wanted to mix a sour with an IPA? I just think we thought it was a cool number. So we were just like, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> a much I better ring than a snake bite. I, I will. I want to know what's on taps four and twenty. That's yeah. the <laughs> yeah. especially out in Canada. Yeah. So, that, and, and then was that coming back to the UK? Was then you kind of looking into the buying a pub and lockdown and, and all of that? Is that? Yeah, that's that's it. So the plan was to stay out in Canada, um, and middle. Of, yeah, obviously the pandemic hit, and it was. Uh, I had a friend that actually came, flew over for a long weekend and um, he was meant to be flying back out the States, but couldn't get over there. So I was living out in the middle of nowhere. I had to get him across to Vancouver, which was like nine hours away. So I decided to come back as well. Family wanted me home and whatnot too, because nobody knew what the hell was going on back then. I mean, it's, it's crazy that this idea is kind of so young. It's very professional. And that, that's yeah. not meant to sound like a, do, do you know what I mean? They're, I like, it like it's, it's genuinely <laughs> yeah, exactly. super professional <laughs> for the fact that it's no only what, that, 18 Dom. months ago, you know, it, yeah. it feels like the way it's all come about seems like it's been longer than that in the planning. Yeah. There's four of us on the team and uh, everybody really brings something class to the table as well. Everyone's got their field and they're, and they're pretty unique in it too. So it's, 
So it's a very strong team. We, we should probably give a shout out to the other two. Yeah, definitely. James and Chad, if you're listening. Thank, thanks for listening. Great. Yeah, cheers for listening. <laughs> and, and cheers for your help with Bruiser, uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> as we're uh, as we're sat here drinking beer and having a chat, that both of them are working. Around. <laughs> <laughs> I can see my phone going off now. Both, yeah. Where does um, we we we've had we've had a few things praising the like praising the logo and like the marketing from Bruiser because it's it's a very slick operation. Yeah, who's, the website as well, really, really nice. Yeah, who's responsible for that? And like, where did that theme come from? Obviously, you've got like the astronaut on there. Astro, yeah. Uh, Astro's become the mascot of Bruiser and a bit accidental in a way, but the themes come from working with a, a chap in, from Canada called Ty Dale, uh, who's a graphic designer, um, who we found his work and really impressed by it. And we just thought it was a really good fit for Bruiser. Um, and the space theme kind of came out of it being a bit of a craft beer universe, as cliche as it sounds. You know, we wanted this idea of exploration and discovery to be to be at the heart of it. Plus, it's like you can do so much with it, right? Yeah. It's not a, a, a landscape or a scene that exists, so you can just play with it as you wish. Like the Unbarred released uh, you know, announcement posted today had like a a wormhole with beer flying from the sky to the ground and all that stuff, and you know, which wanted to be really random. But then Chad's actually been taking what what Ty produced for us and um, making all the graphics for the breweries um, that we've announced over the last couple of months, which has been, yeah, a task that I think he's absolutely loved. And considering he's not a graphic designer himself, he's he smashed it. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's, it's it's all been a little bit accidental, but, you know, we've, we've kept the theme going and really wanted something that was recognisable and, and punchy. And I think that's what we've, what we've achieved by the sounds yeah, of it. Yeah, I think you've definitely achieved that. And people can see that. Is it at Bruiser Beer? on instagram or at bruiser yeah at bruiser beer it's all of our handles on twitter facebook and, and instagram and then the the website's bruiser.beer yeah so if you want to check out some fantastic art that all like works together as well as get introduced to some breweries you probably haven't heard of then uh definitely go follow Good that page I'm, yeah. I'm sorry everybody i've put my uh i'm not a marketing person back hat back on i've got another marketing idea oh jesus christ so you've got you've got this great artwork with a consistent theme. How about a little playing card sized thing for each brewery that gets popped in your box and you collect them all? No. <laughs> That's actually not that bad. Oh, you know? I see. You have terrible ideas okay. and then you have some, and I'm like, yeah, that could work. There's <laughs> shinies in there as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, the broken clock is right twice a day. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh. <laughs> when you get like a tip or an imperial stout, it's like oh shiny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we've we've actually toyed with the idea before, but not not in the way that you've just described it. But you know, like for you to be able to check off every yeah. brewery, the goal for us would be to add more and more so that it's an impossible game. To yeah. Play, you, you, you launch it with like... eighty if you do one a month, like it's taking you over if, over if, six seven years. Yeah. It? If you have yeah. like a classic exactly. online passport or something. And then, so yeah, they yeah. can put it on their profile and be like, "Oh, I've had sixty-four breweries," and someone's like, "Oh, I've had more." Like, it'll be a nice way to just like tick it all off. You I know? think if they've had more at launch, they're going to be a bit more slurry than that. Oh, it's your friends getting, <laughs> friends getting together and using one account, you know? Oh yeah, no, that's, <laughs> and that's that's the uh, that's your drinking your beer with your friends. You, you get your five people, you get a different box every month each. Come together, collect your cards. That's true. Suddenly, you got a deck yeah. that you can take on anyone. Absolutely. Um, you, you mentioned there, Lewis, about um, adding more and more as it goes. And I was interested to, to understand if it is it going to be specifically a UK thing or would you ever what's the kind of 
end goal? Would you ever want to move into to Europe or, or further? Or is it too many complications Bloody for that? Or is it too soon to say? Or Bloody Brexit. Or... Uh, too soon. Too soon to say, probably. I think for us at the moment, the focus is getting this this right. Like uh, Jay just pointed out there, if you get one of these boxes a month, you've got, you've got <laughs> yeah. years worth of beer. In yeah. There. So I think there's plenty to explore in the UK. And um, uh, for me personally, I think the other guys as well, like one of the frustrating things at launch is that we haven't got Northern Ireland on um, just because it, it does complicate the logistics so much. And I think that's the first priority once we look to expand is get Northern Ireland on board with some of the great breweries they've got out there. Um, but then, yeah, who knows? In the future, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll either go, well, we could either expand geographically, we could either set up a, uh, a tap room or a, our own brewery or something like that. But there's loads to think about. I think right now the focus is very much on just getting getting the, the platform working right and making sure that it's a, it's a good service for people. Yeah, I, I think that's the key thing of, of customer experience. And I know that there's, there's a little bit of a, a I was going to say a reputation, but I think it's fairly true. With some of the other subscription services of once you signed up, it's very, very hard to get out of it. But I, from what you guys are saying, that the flexibility is, is quite a key focus for you. Yeah. So you can, to, to, to add a little bit more to the description earlier, when you get onto Bruiser, you can plan ahead as far as you want. So you can uh, add boxes in for the next six months and then you can not sign on and you'll get that beer delivered you know, every month you can skip a month. So if in January you don't want a beer, any beer, sorry, you can just skip it. Um, and it resumes again in February. And likewise, you can cancel at the touch of a button as well. We, we didn't want to tie people in and, you know, um, we've gone through certain experiences before that we didn't want, uh, to be the case for Bruiser. And then the best thing about it is you can add two or three boxes, uh, into a month. So I'm quickly finding out that one of these boxes, you know, I could get through it quite comfortably in a week, uh, which is not healthy. I don't recommend that. <laughs> Even shorter <laughs> showing up with some friends. <clears throat> yeah, I think that's what you know. It's that, that's one of the things I like about. Um, so I've got a packed coffee subscription, and it's like, how many cups of coffee do you drink a day? Obviously, cups of coffee you can be a little bit more liberal. But if it was like, how many beers do you yeah. drink in a week? Obviously, yeah. I'm going to be like, yeah, no, like oh, <laughs> six in a push. <laughs> like, yeah, six. <laughs> when your doctor asks you that question, it's yeah. like, yeah, no, a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, and, that... and can you? Is is there the functionality in there that if you're kind of scheduling those boxes, you can say, I, I want them all as soon as possible, or spread them out throughout the month for me? Or oh, that's a really good question, actually. So. The, the way it's working is that because we've got 80 breweries across the country, what the way it's going to work is each month there'll be two fulfillment dates that are set for each month, just so the breweries know from their perspective when they're brewing, they know what their schedule is, and it, it easily kind of slots into their operation. We didn't want to make it so that if they have 50 boxes in a month to deliver through Bruiser, 20 of those come in week one and then week two, week three, you know. Yeah it makes it a lot more difficult for them. So once you're signed up, uh, when you get on board, you're, you're basically slot into one of those two fulfillment dates. So um, you might have to wait two to two and a half weeks for your first box, just because we need to notify the brewery. They need to know what they're brewing. It's literally that fresh right there. They're brewing yeah, to yeah. order in a way. So you would have to wait a little bit, but then after that, it's a monthly cadence about, you know, around the same time each month you'll get a box. Um, will you be kept updated, for example? So if it is going to be that two weeks, we have something that lets you know that it's going to be that little wait before the first one? Absolutely, yeah. Once you go through checkout on your first your first go, um, there'll be a message that gives you your estimated delivery date and explaining why. 
um you know why it is a little bit of a wait because people do expect next day delivery when they go onto a platform like this and um that works when you're stocking the beer yeah. you can just send it out to yeah. them but uh we are literally notifying breweries as soon as people order and then they have to figure out their brew schedule and um and make sure that they they've got the time and the resources to pack the beer they want to pack so i i kind of i really like that trade-off actually of yeah it, it's not a beer you order for the weekend so you really want to have the best beer so you order it for and it'll come when it's ready um yeah. will also if so let's say 50 people for all the box the car boxes uh in in a month for that month would they all get exactly the same beers or is that up to the brewery or do the brewery have to give every single person who orders box car three breweries are the same beers that month or can they mix and match the beers to each box or is it the same quantity or is it completely up to the brewery yeah we, we want to keep it um same beers in each month yeah but uh, across the board i mean cer- certain breweries that we have on board are very small operations and um they will it, boxes may vary within each tranche yeah so so in week one of their fulfillment date may be slightly different to um the, se- the second fulfillment date within that month but for the most part every every box within that month will be the same and it's mainly for those small breweries because they're so tiny and they're brewing to order um that we want to give them that flexibility as well that's that's nice actually that it's not uh yeah it, it's accommodating mm-hmm. and it, it's a low barrier to entry so you can have these breweries that you can't pick up elsewhere or you know it, it, yeah. they don't come out it, we had we had attic on the on the pod a few weeks ago at a bottle shop i can't get them near me because they they don't go that far outside of birmingham you get it online through through brew zone you get them anywhere one other question that I did have come up um someone asked if you have an issue with your delivery do they go back to bruiser or do they go back to the brewery directly no if it's if it's uh if it's something to do with delivery then then that's something that we sort with the courier okay um so yeah that the providing the brewery hasn't packed in eight beers that are all ready to explode uh and you know then you get it and get a box of tnt uh (laughs) then it's it's really not the brewery's fault in any way so they are literally as long as they pack it in a safe way then that's that's all they do they just slap on a a delivery label um a shipping label and then the courier picks it up and takes it to to the customer so yeah any any delivery issues that'll be something that we we channel and deal with okay and we've got really good interactive help function on the site as well that that you know you'd be able to to explore and we're hoping to be very responsive once once we're up and running that is that is fantastic so i think the one the one aspect of bruiser we've not mentioned so far there might be more actually after i've said this and you go oh, gee i haven't talked about half the half the whole service but the one thing that stood out to me uh, is the sustainability aspect which i thought was a really nice really nice touch can you go into a bit more detail about that yeah, sure. So the, the one of the big things for us is the model itself is inherently sustainable. I mean, we have like a three point sustainability thing where one is it's sustainable for the breweries in a sense that we're not forcing them to brew beer at a really low price point. It's down to them. So it's as as much of a marketing tool as they want it to be. And it's as much of a sales channel as they want it to be. It's empowering them it, it makes their business more sustainable for the environment and the planet you know we're not we don't have a warehouse we don't have any extra logistics packaging operations anything like that we are literally just facilitating the brewery getting to getting their beer to the customer and so that in itself is a much more sustainable model 
Um, plus we plant a tree for every box that's delivered to our partner. So uh, you have a little bit of a, a, a clear conscience when you're drinking your beer. And then the the third is it's, you know, sustainable for the, for the, the, the consumer or the craft beer lover as well, in the sense that you're getting great value for money. You know, you can look at the value of your boxes, um, the fact that delivery is included in that. And I think we've done the maths on a lot of them and it's pretty hard to argue that you're getting a, a bad deal with any of the boxes we've got on board. Yeah, it's for us. It's a it's a really nice, clean model that that works for everyone. Really hard to find points that are, that are negative for the planet breweries and for consumers. And unless, like yeah. yourself, Lewis, you are drinking five boxes a month, in which case it's probably not sustainable for your liver. <laughs> not for the liver. Five boxes yeah. a month. Super super sustainable for the breweries. Yeah, not they do. The they do really well. Yeah. But, but, yeah. but think of yeah. think of all the trees that will offset. Lewis about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's so worth yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> This is, you know, this is a, a step in the right direction as well. And, you know, we hope to expand our mandate as we grow as a business and be able to help breweries offset their own carbon emissions. And we've got, you know, we've got big plans for the future as well. But, um, yeah, step by step. Yeah, it's a good point. I like, on the, actually on the uh, site, every brewery profile will have a sustainability section. And if they've got some good... Uh, initiatives in the in the space of sustainability you'll be able to see what they're up to um and the goal for us is to start really showcasing that and sharing learnings between breweries um so that yeah uh, others can learn and adopt best practice so yeah as ollie says it's it's very much we're, we're not perfect by any any stretch we're not trying to say we're the greenest business in the world but we really want to try and champion that and as we grow yeah make sure the industry is a part of that as well wow. what sort of things do you see some of the breweries doing if you know, like offhand, is there anything that like stick out? Well, I can jump in here because I had a quick Google of Quantock before I started drinking and they've just, just installed a natural CO2 tank for their, for their CO2 that they use. So it's all from, uh, I think it was sustainably grown crops that it's, it's harvested from, which I thought was pretty cool. Not something I'd come across before. That's Yeah, that, that's a perfect example. I mean, there's, there's various breweries on there that are all doing different stuff, um, whether it's spent grain going to biodigesters, um, you know, soda panels on the roof, buying from only green energy. There's a whole variety and uh, it's it's great that they can shout about that. A lot of it's like circular economy stuff, you know, reusing water, grain, um, that kind of thing, you know, and then the big thing for us is, you know, recyclable packaging. Um, we really want to make sure that everything through Bruiser is recyclable where possible. And we're going to work with the breweries as much as we can to to help help them with that if, if it's needed. I'd say it's a, a worthy objective and it's, it's glad, I'm glad to hear about it because it's not the most, uh, it's probably works on behind the scenes, but it's not the most shouted about thing in craft beer. I think it's probably right that we we talk about some of the beers we're drinking as well because um well I'm I'm enjoying this far too much and it's going to be gone pretty quickly. Ollie, I'm assuming you're by the end now as as you were slightly ahead of us. Yeah, I'm on, uh, on my last sip of this and yeah, it's just gone. Uh, as I said before, every three hills bit just slips down so easy and those guys I've got I think I've got one there porters in the fridge as well. Oh, yeah. Nice. I had a strawberry and pink peppercorn infused saison and I've just been blown away by every single beer that they're producing and such nice people down there. Well. They, yeah. they knock it out of the park to be honest. I, I think they're they're very much ready for a, a massive growth in popularity especially with the Bermondsey tap room that's opened. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also friends of the pod. Friends of the pod. I don't know if we've mentioned that. Have we mentioned that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that, Ollie. Yeah, thanks. Ollie. Lewis, how's it sipping down for you? 
Yeah, really nice. It's it's gone from my earlier comparison. It's gone more uh, orangey. I think. Okay, it's tipped to the orangina yeah. rather than fruit twist. So yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Not but not gone as far as icy definitely... lemon though. Not yet. Okay. No, no. It's and it's it's not San Pellegrino levels. It's it's very much uh, it's, it's yeah orangina. But it's it's as it's got as I've gone through it, it's kind of become a bit softer. It was really kind of punchy at the start, um, and it's still got that that really pop forward taste but it's uh it's getting more and more drinkable it's a uh, it's a lovely beer matt the box car <laughs> yeah mosaic meditations yeah eight percent dipper um just really smooth uh creamy really juicy as well uh doesn't taste the eight percent which is you know is it like it's so much of craft beer you know it doesn't taste the percentage it's a dangerous industry as well for the drinker um from the time to time but it just goes down so smooth um so much it's left on the on the glass the residue which yeah it's amazing but dom how about yourself so i know i liken this a lot to Oli Gunnar Solskjaer's management at the beginning <laughs> and we're going to strap ourselves in this is this very much encapsulates the feelings of man united beating psg away from home before he had the deal on a permanent contract everything is temporary apart from the high that i felt on that night and this has captured the high in that glass. This is quite frankly delicious. And yeah, I'm just very glad to be drinking it. It ticks all the boxes you'd want from an IPA. What Man United player yeah. would you compare it to? Do you know the feeling when you see Paul Pogba hit a 60-yard diagonal? <laughs> Strap me into this glass. I do. Uh, that's, yeah, I do. that's what that is. I don't know where to go from that. And that is probably a nice way to lead into my bit. Unclear progression. That's right. Quantock Brewery's nice. award-winning uh Nipa, 6.3 percent when will we learn how strong stuff is from how it tastes not anytime soon with this beer it's yeah sipping down very easily and uh i'm i'm glad i've got the corn top box and look forward to tapping or to cracking into my remaining eight beers that's right because it was a 10 beer box i think we're all as you might be able to hear listener getting slightly um embevved which is is not a bad thing for a Thursday evening, but it's probably time that we uh, we say goodbye. Lewis, Ollie, thanks so much for coming on. For people who have listened this far and haven't already gone and signed up, it's Bruiser Beer on socials. Is it just going onto the website and and depending on when we release this, either signing up for an email of how to sign up or actually signing up yourself? Yeah, so I'd really recommend getting onto the the site now, which is bruiser.beer. If you sign up to the mailing list, then you're going to have uh, access to an intro offer and you're going to hear all the latest updates on when we're going to launch. But we'll, we'll uh, give all that information on socials as well. So as long as you're following us or on the mailing list, you'll be in the know. But yeah, looking like the middle of November, um, that's the target. We're really excited to get going now. Well, yeah, thanks again for coming on. And uh, if anyone does sign up, let us know which brewery you go for for your first box. So I'd be interested to hear. And well, so what brewery you go for, and also is it local or not? And uh, yeah. so that's some of the info that I'm most interested in. Here, once again, guys, thanks for coming on. Cheers, everybody. Thanks, yeah, cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers, everyone.